boys and girls and boys, let's go! Welcome to the Locked On Capitals podcast. My name is Amy Rothenberger and I'm your host. Get ready to rock the red, unleash the fury, and cheer in all caps. Now let's start the show. It is a great day to talk about hockey. On today's roster, we're going to talk about last night's Game 1 in the Eastern Conference Final, who the NHL award winner was, and a little bit about those Mike Babcock for head coach rumors. We'll also get into another game of Wheel of Forwards. But first, the news. Hey, what happened? Remember yesterday when I said I liked the Lightning in the Eastern Conference Final? And that it was mostly because, in my humble opinion, that the Islanders haven't really been up against a team as talented and complete as Tampa Bay yet in these playoffs. Well, my opinion is no longer humble. The Bolts trounced the Brooklanders last night 8-2 and made it look easy. They scored three goals on nine shots and chased Thomas Grice from his net before the first period was over. And it all kind of went downhill from there for the boys from Brooklyn. There were a ton of unnecessary penalties. They looked tired and slow and unorganized. The exact opposite of what we've seen of them thus far in the playoffs. It was a five-point night for both Point and Kucherov. And in another somewhat amazing feat, the Lightning scored eight goals and no one came away with a hat trick. That is depth scoring for you. After a one nothing game from Dallas and Vegas the night before, this game was like a Thanksgiving feast for a starved orphan. Let's hope tonight's game is half as fun as last night's. Also last night, another NHL award was presented. This time it is the Masterton Trophy. Bobby Ryan of the Ottawa Senators won the trophy as the player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. Bobby Ryan took an extended leave of absence from the Senators in November to enter the NHL, NHLPA player assistance program, citing issues with alcohol abuse. He returned against the Nashville Predators on February 25th, and two days later scored a hat-trick in his first home game back, which was a 5-2 win against the Vancouver Canucks. He is spending his off-season in Idaho, and he had a power outage and drove 40 minutes so that he could speak with the media after winning the award. He said, quote, Getting help and learning and becoming better in all aspects of my life is certainly better than the alternative and the way that I was headed. The things that I've learned about myself the secondary life, the new life I've built, it means more to me than chasing the cup. And another thing. Yesterday I mentioned that Mike Babcock and Gerard Gallant had both interviewed for the head coaching position with the Capitals. From what I read on social media yesterday, it looks like a lot of the fan base would not be happy with Babcock in that position. I know I would not. I think the majority of the team wouldn't either. Here's just a bit from my notes on him from an earlier episode. Mike Babcock. He has this great pedigree, right? And everyone 
wants him. Teams were fighting over him when he left Detroit. But even after three years with a super offensively talented Leafs team, he never got them a playoff series win. And he only has one cup to his name. And that was 12 years ago. The year that the Capitals signed Alexander Ovechkin was the last time that Mike Babcock won a cup. His horrible controversies and mind games with players aside, he just seems a little too old school for a team and a GM who want to be prepared for where the league is headed, which is fast, skilled play by younger teams. I still think the best candidates overall are LaViolette and Gallant. I know I've said before that I would eat my flip-flop if Pierre Maguire or Mike Milbury ever got another coaching job in the NHL again. But I have to admit, if the Capitals hire Mike Babcock, I would seriously give thought to canceling my season tickets. It's a bad idea for many reasons, not the least of which is that he's not a good influence on young players and uses psychological warfare as a means of inspiration. That's not a good leader. That's just a man being paid to wield power. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, just Google Mike Babcock and Mitch Marner and decide for yourself. And that's all I have to say about that. Up next, another round of Wheel of Forwards. Stay tuned. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of cars, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an EX or an LX? And wait for the counterman to order the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. 
amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Boys and girls and babes, welcome to Wheel of Forwards. Today, we will spin the wheel and get results for a left wing, a center, and a right wing. Two of those players will be current Washington Capitals. The third will be a player that formerly rocked the red. We will take a look at everyone's stats for this past regular season and then reveal who they are, talk about their future with the Capitals, or whether they're an asset that the team let go when they may have still needed them. As with the other games, these stats are pulled from the Hockey Reference and Cap-Friendly websites. Now, let's spin the wheel. We have a center, a left-handed Canadian who was drafted by the Capitals in the third round, 77th overall, and is signed through the end of the season, at which point he becomes an RFA. During this past season, he has 26 points in 65 games. 11 of those were goals, and 5 of those were game winners. He had 16 total penalty minutes all season, and spent an average of 14 minutes 19 seconds a game on the ice, including on the penalty kill. He's a stalwart bottom six forward who seems to have a great talent for scoring shorthanded and is very much a two-way player, is excellent at board battles and maintaining his defensive position within the system. Let's spin again. And we have a right wing. A right-handed American winger who was drafted by St. Louis, 24th overall, and is currently signed through 2025. During this past season, he had 49 points in 69 games, and 26 of those points were goals. Four of those goals were game winners. He was fourth on the team in points and second in goals. You know who was in first place. He has only 26 penalty minutes through 69 games and an average ice time of 18 minutes, 18 seconds, including being on the power play. He's on the wrong side of 30 at age 33, and he will be 38 at the end of his contract. Most say he is a sure shot to be picked up by the Seattle Kraken in the expansion draft. I'm not so positive. He works extremely hard, but skill in older players doesn't fade away. It tends to just drop off. And with the pause prior to the playoffs and uncertainty as to when the next season will start, it'll be interesting to see the shape in which he returns for next season. And now for one last spin. We have a left wing. This left-handed Czech was drafted by the Washington Capitals in the first round, 13th overall, 
and he becomes an RFA in the 2021-22 season. This past season, he scored 52 points in 69 games, and 20 of those were goals, with six of those goals being game winners. He's a total of 18 penalty minutes. He also plays on the power play. His average ice time for this past season was 14 minutes, 53 seconds. He's still relatively young, coming into his prime at age 24. And while some say he would make excellent trade bait in the offseason, I'm of the opinion that he is part of the up-and-coming generation to build around on this team. Do you think you know who all these players are? Do you think you know which one no longer plays for the Caps? Stay tuned. All of that info and some of my opinions are up next. If you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode and give it a rating and review, which helps others to discover it and join our community. Follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnCaps. Follow me on Twitter at Amy Rothenberger. Like and follow the podcast on Facebook at LockedOnCapitals. Send an email at LockedOnCaps at gmail.com. I also have another hockey podcast where I swear and I yell a lot with my friend Julie, but it doesn't happen daily or even weekly. You can find it on Twitter at PuckerUpPodcast or on our website at PuckerUpHockey.com. So, the results. Our mystery left wing is Jacob Verona. Our mystery right wing is one Timothy Jimothy Oshie. And our mystery center is Chandler Stevenson, currently of the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Let's talk about TJ and Jacob first. They really do make a dynamic duo on the second line when they are clicking. I mentioned that TJ was second on the team in goals, and Jacob is not far behind him. That is no coincidence. The general consensus seems to be that TJ Oshie will be headed to Seattle when the time comes, But I think the juicier candidate there is actually John Carlson. If you go back and listen to the skating game episodes, you'll see why. But here's a hint. He's a proven right-handed defenseman. But back to these boys. I actually thought Oshie was making more than he is. 5.75 mil a year until 2025. Which I think, based on how he's played and his leadership qualities in the room are worth it at this point, but may not be when he's, you know, 38. Our good boy Jack Bub still has some growing to do, and I'm interested to see what effect a new coach may have on him. To my previous point, a coach like Babcock would eschew young talent for veteran presence. That's always been his MO, and I don't think that's the direction in which This team should be headed. I don't see either of these two guys going anywhere this offseason. If they do, I would be shocked. They're part of the core, and the front office has made some degree of commitment to each one of them in the form of a pretty decent contract for at least the next season or two. And then there is Chenandler Stevenson. I really liked him when he was here in D.C., And he really showed up during the 2018 Cup run and provided some of that depth scoring that every team that's going to lift the Cup needs at some point. 
He's flexible. He's played on the wing and at center for the Caps and the Golden Knight. And for some reason, whether it be injuries or the strategery of one Pete DeBoer, Chandler has moved from his standard fourth line spot to the top line, centering Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone? Like, okay. I had to, like, read things twice to make sure that I was reading them correctly. I'm not sure that's a bold strategy that will pay off. He has three points in 16 games thus far in these playoffs. He's making a little over $1 million and is due for a new contract once these playoffs are over. I think the one thing he lacks is consistency in production. And I'm not sure after several years of back and forth between the Hershey Bears and the Capitals in that system and now spending a year with the Vegas Golden Knights full time, that there's a way for him to find that consistency. At least if there is, looking at his stats, I can't see it. He was adorable and he was nice. And I once called him Chinandler to his face at a team event. But I don't think he's a player that the Capitals would want back. Tune in tomorrow when I spin the wheel three more times. After we find out what happened in game two of the Western Conference Final. Or what I like to call... The showdown at the Oilers Corral. Until then, even though it's the off season, please be sure to rock the red, unleash the fury, and cheer in all caps. It has been 177 days since Brianna Taylor was shot and her killers still roam free. Thanks so much for listening. Sorry, Penguin.